And I see some callers out there, so don't be shy. Please, please, please join in the conversation with us. Today, I was, as I was leaving work, I was listening to the radio, and I heard uh, they were talking about um, the the young man who was who was uh, gunned down by the police officer in Ferguson, Missouri. His funeral was today, I believe, and um, our hearts and, uh, and our thoughts and our prayers go out to that young man's family, to his loved ones, to his friends. And I know a lot of people focus on the fact that it was a young man who was headed to college. Uh, I, I know the biggest thing that, you know, I, I've seen and I've heard, whether in the news or, you know, at work or just, you know, being out and about, is the fact that, you know, the young man is black and uh, the police officer who shot him uh, is white. Um, and, and this is not the first time we we, we uh, run into a situation like this. This is not the first time we've heard of a situation like this. Um, but while we're focusing on those things, let let's remember some of the more important things. Like this, this is somebody's life. You know, regardless of the of the race, you know, of the individuals involved. More importantly, this is somebody. This is somebody's child. Uh, this is a young man who um, I heard Al Sharpton say that, you know, he would be doing his second week in college um, this week. Um, but the fact that it was a life and a young life at that that was taken at such an early age um, and the fact that this is now someone's child who is no longer living, you now have, you know, a mother who has to deal with this. You have, you, you have relatives who have to deal with this. You know, you have his friends who have to deal with this. Uh, let, let's let's focus on those things and let's do whatever it is that we can do um, to make sure that this stops happening, regardless of the of the race of the individuals involved. Violence just needs to stop. Period. It, it is no better when when it's a black on black crime. There there are children losing their lives every day. Um, by the multitude in in places like Chicago, and what we cannot do is, is is sit back and allow those things to happen. We see videos all the time where you know there's a fight breaking out in public, there's a fight in a restaurant, there's a fight at a bar, there's a fight in the neighborhood, and because everyone involved in the fight is black, we don't get upset about it, but yet we take out our our phones and and all the electronic devices, and we and we start recording these things. And um, I saw a video today where, you know, it was just an ugly brawl in a restaurant, and you just, you know, there's a guy videotaping it, and all you hear him saying in the background is, world star, world star. You know, we, we, we cannot be okay with those things and then, and then yell, you know, police brutality or racism. Um, in cases like like the one going on in Missouri, all of it is wrong. All of it, none of it should be should be welcomed in our society. None of it should be welcomed in our schools and our families. We cannot be okay with these things. And so, if you care about about our kids, if you care about um, these things coming to an end, please, please, please do whatever it is that you can. 
to be a solution and not be a part of the problem. While we're talking about the police and lawmakers, um, I shared a video, uh, a couple of videos today that were uh, that were shared uh, with me. I shared them on Facebook. Um, friends uh, that I have shared them shared them with me, and you know I wanted to kind of put them out there for the show tonight. And the first one was a, a gentleman who was who was stopped by the police, who was approached by a police officer, and he had a gun. Well, the police officer. I don't know how he did it, but he took the gun away from him. And so when he took the, the, the gun away from him, uh, the gentleman asked for his, his gun back. And by the way, I'm paraphrasing here. Uh, the gentleman asked for his, for his gun back, and the police officer refused to give it, give it back to him. And then, you know, he asked him for his ID, uh, his driver's license, and you know, the young man just kept asking him, uh, do you suspect me of committing a crime? And the the officer really didn't have an answer. Well, his answer was, was no. Uh, his concern was, you know, people had seen a, a, a guy walking down the street with a gun. And so because of that, they, they, they called 911. Um, and I think anyone would in, in, in a case like that. And when they called 911, you know, the police went out, and, and that was the concern. However, there was no law being broken by this young man. Uh, he was well in his right to be walking around uh, with his gun. He had the proper documentation. He had the proper permit. Uh, and the officer just refused to give him his gun, and so he refused to give up his, up his ID. Um, and then what I thought was the most impressive was that this young man was able to uh, quote um, court cases that validated his right, and I'm pretty sure the officer was was stunned, just like I was. I mean, that this guy was just running off these court cases, and I wonder how many of you uh, can just roll off court cases that pertain to to your rights. How how many of us know any court cases? Um, that would help us out in a time like that. And, you know, on top of that, um, you know, so the police just continued to try to get the gun. I mean, the, the police had the gun, but he tried to get, you know, the young man's ID. And then the young man would, wouldn't even give him his name uh, because he didn't have to. And and so this went on and on uh, for a few minutes, and the young man asked the police officer, he said, well, you know, where's your supervisor? I would like to talk, uh, you know, to your supervisor. And so the supervisor eventually showed up, and within a matter of seconds, this young man had his gun back. And I just think that, you know, it's important to know what your rights are because I remember when I was growing up, you know, we heard all the time, if you don't know your rights, then you don't have any. And and I think that's, that, that's very true. I think, you know, um, but at the same time, if you're in a place and you don't know the law, please understand that 
your ignorance is not going to get you out of a ticket. Your ignorance will not keep you uh, from going to jail. Um, you know, you go to a place like New York, a place like New York, and you're carrying a, a, a gun. The minimum, from my understanding, for uh, for a gun charge is three years in New York. And the gun laws are so strict in New York that, you know, you, you either have to be law enforcement or you have to uh, be like the owner of a, of a store in order to in order to carry a gun. But just because you don't you don't know the, the New York gun laws doesn't get you out of the, the out of the wrong. So wherever you are and laws vary uh from city to city, laws vary from state to state. So you you have to uh keep those things in mind and you, you have to know where you're going. And not only know where you're going, but what are the what are the laws there? What are the rules there? You know, I've I've listened to people who've been to, to different places overseas and the customs are, are are completely different in certain places. Customs are totally different. So you have to know what's going on. And I, I will take this moment to apologize to uh, anyone who's tried to enter into the chat room for some reason is not cooperating. Um, the chat room is not cooperating with me. So hopefully I can pull it up here uh, shortly. Because right now it's, uh, <laughs> it's been a little bit rebellious. Um, but anyway, so just know, know your rights and know the laws wherever you are. I, I shared another video earlier. Um, where a truck driver was pulled over um, for blowing his horn at a police officer. And, you know, the truck driver let the police officer know, hey, you're being reported. Because he had the video running. And, you know, he told the police officer who who said that he was going to give him a ticket for unlawful use of, of a horn. And the truck driver told him, I blew, my, uh, I blew my horn because if the speed limit is 70 and I'm going 70 and you drive past me, then I know you're, 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 you're speeding. You're breaking the law. And not only, not only was the officer speeding, but he was talking on his phone on wet pavement. So because this truck driver... Knew, knew the law, knew the rules. Because the truck driver was videotaping, the officer let him know he was being videotaped. The officer went to his car and came back and said, I'm not, I'm not even going to write your ticket. But see, what, what ticket can, can he write him if the officer is in the wrong and he gets called out? What, 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 ticket, can he, what ticket can he write him? He can't. But see, if we don't if we don't know these things, if we don't know these things, how can we function? How can we how can we how can we get get by? How can we defeat the law if we don't even know the law? 
And uh, just just an update. I guess I had too many too many things open. Uh, the chat room is available now. The chat room is available now. Um, if you know someone who who is trying to listen um, online, someone who is trying to uh, get into the chat room, please let them know uh, that the chat room is um, available now. And I will also uh, update that on on social media. Um, again, thank you to those of you who are, are listening by phone. Thank you, thank you to be uh, faithful followers of this show. Um, Tammy will be back um, in a few weeks, and um, she may even call in tonight. And uh, if so, hopefully she will get on the mic and say something. <laughs> Yes, Sammy, I'm putting you out there. Um, but let's talk about routine traffic stops. Let's talk about routine uh, traffic stops. During a routine traffic stop, usually police need a search warrant if they want to search a vehicle. Usually they need a search warrant. And that's not just that's not just um you know for your car but also but it is also for your you know for for your apartment for your house the police can't search you unless they have a warrant now something i learned um maybe about a year ago even if the police are 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 looking for 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 something or someone where they go to look must fit their purpose in other words here's what that means if the police knock on your door because they're looking for ray ray the police cannot open up your refrigerator because that's not logical ray ray can't be hiding in the refrigerator they cannot open up your 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 uh, your dresser drawer because there's no way Ray Ray can fit inside of your dressing drawers unless Ray Ray is a little baby. So even when they come in, if they come in looking for an individual, they can't come in looking for an individual and look in places that a body would not fit. And I learned that about a year ago, and I said, you know what? I wonder how many people had things maybe that they should not have had. I'm, I'm not condoning that. But I wonder how many people have had things in certain places and the police would have never found them if these people knew that the police had no no right or no reason to be searching in these places anyway. So keep in mind that usually they have to have a, a, a search warrant in order to search a property um at all but know that where they are searching has to has to fit they can't go looking um in places that um that are not logical so um another thing while they do have to have these search uh these search warrants if they don't have warrants then they can legally search your vehicle 
due to probable cause. Now, let's talk about probable cause for a second. Probable cause means that police have some facts or some evidence to believe you're involved in criminal activity. Common examples of probable cause include the sight or smell of contraband in plain view or plain smell or an an admission of guilt for a specific crime. So the police pull up to your car, they come up to your window, and they can see a gun sticking out from underneath your, your seat, probable cause. If they see, let's say they can see weed or, 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 or anything, they see a plastic bag, and it's pretty obvious that, you know, or at least 99% sure that the drugs in the plastic bag then they can search your vehicle because it's in plain view. So if they can't, but if they can smell it, and it's obvious that, you know, they can smell it, then they have the right to search the vehicle. Just be careful because just because someone says, you know, that can be that can be a little tricky because they may be saying that they can smell something when they really can't. Now, Be aware that minor traffic violations such as speeding, a broken taillight, or, or an expired registration are not examples of probable cause to search a vehicle. Just because you're stopped for speeding doesn't mean that you're guilty of any other crime. Just because you have a broken taillight doesn't mean that you have pounds of, uh, of drugs in your trunk. That's not what that means. They are, they are only required to deal with the situation at hand. Nothing more, nothing less. So what you need to do, and here are some tips to follow when you're dealing with routine traffic stops. Number one, always be calm and cool. There's no need for you to be nervous like my mama used to tell me. There's no reason for you to be nervous if you haven't done anything for you to be nervous. If you are guilty of something, then you know what? It's going to be kind of hard for you to maintain your cool. And even if you maintain your cool, someone else in the the vehicle uh, may not be keeping their cool. They may be nervous. You, you you just never know. The way to avoid all of that is to just, you know, keep your nose clean. Don't don't break any laws. Don't 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 mess with drugs. That's the easy way um, to deal with that. And watch for police officers trying to trick you up, because they will do that. But again, if you're calm and you give yourself a chance to process what they're talking to you about, process what they're asking you then there's nothing that that they can do. There's no way that they can pick you up if if you're calm because you're thinking about what they're asking. I I, I know it, you know, at at DUI checkpoints now, instead of them, you know, asking you, have you been drinking, they'll ask you, how many have you had? So they're already implying that you've been drinking. 
So so be on the lookout for that because they will try to trick you up. Um, and another thing, uh, there's no need for you to get for you to get vulgar, for you to start using profanity because those things will kind of signal that you're guilty about something. Because people don't usually start going off unless they have a reason. Okay. Number two, remain silent. When, when they say anything that you say can and will be used against you in the court of law, you better believe it. So the less you say, the better. Remember, you want to cooperate, but at the same time, you also have constitutional rights. And, again, those vary from, 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 from you know, uh, laws vary from city to city, from state to state. So, you know, and then there, you know, there, there are federal laws that we all have to um, comply with. But if there are laws that are specific to your, your city or your state, make sure you know those because they change. And make sure that before you go out of town and take a trip, you understand where you're going. You understand the laws of the land, where you're going. Even if you're leaving the country, know what is appropriate and inappropriate. Know what's susceptible and, and and what's not acceptable. Uh, number three, know that you have the, the right to refuse search requests. Okay? If you're asked um, if they can search a vehicle, all you have to do all you have to say is I do not consent to search. That's all you have to say. You don't have to get into anything, you don't have to explain why you don't consent to searches. You don't have to tell them that your mama taught you that. You don't have to tell them that, you know, you learned that in school. Um, so be aware of that. Um, there's a question coming from the chat room. Do you know if a passenger has to show his or her ID to an officer? Um, from my understanding, um, not unless there's, there's probable cause, uh, for the for the officer to uh, be questioning the the passengers because usually in a in a in a traffic violation um, you know the 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 officers are required to deal with the the drivers the the passenger is is the passenger <laughs> um, so unless uh, there's probable cause then then the officer should not be um, talking to or um, questioning the passenger, even if it's a, uh, um, a simple speeding ticket. Um, they should not be asking the passengers for anything because traffic violations are for people who are operating the motor, motor vehicle. Um, so if you're not operating the motor vehicle and there's no reason for a uh, police officer to suspect you of a crime, then you don't have to talk to them because they shouldn't be talking to you anyway. They should be talking to the person. Um, they should be talking to the person behind the wheel. Um, and y'all bear with me because I'm trying to keep up with a whole bunch of things here. Um, I see we have uh, some more people who have joined the, the show. Um, thank you so much for tuning in. Again, uh, Tammy may or may not um, be on with us uh, tonight, uh, but I am Rodney Jordan uh, filling in for Tammy. Um, I'm sure you know who I am by now, especially if you listen to the show every week. 
because um, I've been doing this with Tammy for, for several months now. I enjoy doing it. Um, I'm so grateful uh, to Tammy for allowing me uh, to come on and co-host with her um, every Monday. Uh, just just a little bit about me. I'll pause and, and just tell you a little bit about me. Um, I am a sixth-grade math teacher um, in the city of Manassas, Virginia. Um, I've also uh, done some intervention work with second graders um, and fourth graders. I've taught fourth grade uh, reading and math. I've also taught sixth grade reading and uh, U.S. history. Excuse me. Um, and I've also taught uh, eighth grade math in New York City. Uh, I'm also the the author of two books. Um, my first book was called um, Tired of Being Black, which I wrote to offer a fresh perspective. Um, on the negative stereotypes and struggles of the black race. Um, my second book is called From the Heart of a Teacher, which basically exposes the ugly truth about the educational system we have here in America. Um, it deals with the ineffective policies, uh, the ineffective teaching, the ineffective parenting, um, you know, that is affecting our, our students in grades K-12. You can find my books. Um, Anyway, you can get them through any uh, book retailer. Um, so if you get a chance, check them out and let me know um, Let me know what you think about them. I'd love to hear them. I'm on Facebook. I have two pages on Facebook in addition to my personal page. Uh, one is called Jordan Literature. The other one is called The Teacher Files. Uh, so please like those. Uh, also like Butterfly Evolution on um on Facebook. And this comment in the chat room says, in the situation you mentioned where the man did not show his ID, do you feel this could have been different if this young man was of a different race? Oh, boy. That would get into the deep. Um, you know, to, to, to be honest, um, based on what I've seen, um, <laughs> I, I really think that if this man were of a different race, uh, I'm going to just go ahead on record and say, you know what, it probably would have panned out differently. Um, I mean, we, we, we've seen in the past, what, couple of years, um, you know, what has happened to, um, you know, young black males um, who, I'm, 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 according to the facts, uh, weren't doing anything to, um, you know, warrant, you know, actions of law enforcement or pretend to be law enforcement officers, and it did not end well um, for them. Um, so I think that race is definitely something that could um, play a factor into these things. Um, but but since that comment was made, uh, since that question was made, um, let's let, let's let's think about something else. Um, I have heard of women um, getting pulled over, um, you know, for for traffic violations, and you know, working their shirts, working their bras, you know, fixing <laughs> fixing up their their, their chest area uh, in order to in order to get off. Uh, from a ticket, and you know, I've heard that 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 they've been successful. So, um, 
you know, these things are not right, but I think they do happen. So, uh, again, you know, I think if the, the guy in the video earlier with the gun, I think if he were of a different race, uh, I think that, you know, it, it, it probably would have turned out differently. Um, I'll also go ahead and say that, uh, you know, what I just said about, about the women, there are women who, you know, uh, I guess, you know, use what their mother gave them <laughs> in order to defeat the law sometimes. Um, but again, you know, th- there's a way that you can get around a lot of things if you just uh, know the know the rules, uh, know, know your rights. Um, number four, uh, determine if you're free to go. Don't wait for the, the, the police officers to tell you, um, you know, if you're free to go. Just simply, you know, ask them, are you detaining me or am I free to go? Um, try to get that answer as soon as possible. Again, politely and respectfully, don't, don't, you know, escalate the situation. Don't make, don't make matters worse, um, you know, but just try to get out of there as, as quickly as you can, as safely as you can. Um, if you're being detained, just, you know, simply tell them, I will remain silent. Um, I would like to see a lawyer or I would like to see my lawyer if you have one. Um, if you're free to go, make sure you have all of your belongings and just, you know, go away quietly. Um, so that you don't uh, create any any unwanted actions from the police officers. Um, here are some 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 traffic ticket myths. I guess we should we should call them. Um, and again, I, I looked up all of these things um, earlier. I've been I've been doing a lot of research, um, and there are so many things that that are out there that that people don't know. Not just when it comes to law. And like I said, we're going to get into some other things. Um, but this has just been one uh, that's I guess been 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 hot in the in the media, especially with what's going on in Ferguson. Um, but number one, when it comes to to, to traffic ticket myth. Um, just do whatever the cop says because they might throw out your ticket. Um, that that's a myth. Again, going back to um, knowing your rights, you don't have to consent to any any searches. Um, I told you about the truck driver who was pulled over, and you know, because he caught the the police officer in the line because he had every right to to blow his horn at the police officer who was breaking the law because understand this too, police officers are not above the law. Their job is to enforce the law, but they are never permitted to break the law. And, you know, that's why there's this this, this issue uh, up in New York, and I hope, you know, people don't forget about it, and I hope, you know, in the midst of everything else going on, that it is really pushed. But uh, because remember, uh, early in the summer, there was a, um, a man in, in Staten Island, um, New York, who was placed in a chokehold that was made illegal um, several years ago. And if it were not for someone catching that on tape and putting it out there for the world to see, I wonder what the outcome would have been. I wonder if that police officer would have been uh, placed on leave or would it have had been swept under the rug. So, again, their job is to enforce the law. Their job is, but they're never permitted to break the law. So 
don't think that, you know, just because, you know, someone is wearing a badge and has a gun that they can do whatever they want to do. That's not necessary. Uh, we have a um, another question coming out of the chat room. Does one have a right to continue driving? Uh, I'm lost. Driving, of course, calling 911 to advise that he or she is being pursued by an officer but does not feel comfortable stopping until he or she is in a safe place. What are the one's rights in this situation? Um, I don't know if it's a, a law or if it is permitted, um, but I know what what I what I go by <laughs> um, in this case, and that is I'm not pulling over in an unsafe place um, just because um, I, I feel like I do have the right to my own safety. And even if it is a police officer, um, I don't have to pull over in a dark place. I will wait until I get on to, um, you know, a, a well-lit road or highway. Um, I think the I think the key here is to call in to uh, call 911 and let them know, hey, you know, I'm being um, I'm being uh, pursued by an officer and they have their lights on. I am not fleeing them, um, but I would like to get, you know, into a safe place. I would like to get onto a street where there's traffic and, um, you know, it is well lit. Um, and I would encourage all of you to do that just because when when the lights are turned off, anyone can do anything. And I, I'm pretty sure that you have a right to your own safety. So I would encourage anyone um, to do that. Um, but going back to, to just doing whatever the cops say so they might throw out your ticket, I remember working in a warehouse, and uh, there was some activity going on, or allegedly, um, and so there were different people called into the office and I remember people losing their jobs because um, the, the, the the managers or the supervisors or whoever um, in charge, you know, said, you know, hey, if you admit to doing this, you know, we'll let you keep your job. You know, we just want um, names of, uh, of other people. Um, and so the people complied and still lost their jobs. And granted, this is information that was given to me by those people who lost their jobs. Um, and I don't doubt that it happened. Um, but, you know, remember that just because you comply doesn't necessarily mean if you're guilty, you're going to get off. And I know a lot of times, um, you know, people are presented with that. But just be careful because it doesn't necessarily mean that you will get off. People will tell you anything that you want to hear. Um, just to get what they want out of you. Uh, I know you all thought that it, that only happens when men are asking women out on dates, <laughs> but but it even happens. Um, it even happens with the law. So so just be careful. And we're gonna uh, finish this up shortly. Uh, number two, don't sign the traffic ticket. Uh, understand that you know. Signing a traffic ticket is not an admission of guilt. 
Um, but it, it, it is only a confirmation that you received the ticket. You can always dispute it. It just means that um, that you did receive the ticket. Um, number three, cops never show up to hearings. Don't fall for that uh, because probably the most important thing to them is, you know, if it's outside of their uh, contractual hours, then they're usually being paid overtime. So, so they're going to show up. Um, and, you know, if, if they don't show up, then the judge will usually throw it out because there's no accuser. Um, but that didn't quite happen for me. Um, I did get a ticket one time uh, in my early 20s, and the police officer didn't show up, and the judge did not throw out the ticket. So don't don't believe that. Make sure you go to court. Don't don't rely on the on the cops um, not showing up. And finally, number four, traffic ticket. Um, don't transfer so you can just throw throw it away. That is not true. Um, they they go wherever you go. Um, and with all these advancements in technology, um, if you if you get a ticket in, in in another city or state, you know, please please understand that um, they can track it um, if they if they want to. Um, if if the we're going to finish up with the with the lawmakers and law enforcers. Uh, with these two, these two things right here, and, and they are, um, if the police officers show up at your door, um, the Supreme Court ruled that any occupant of a residence can refuse consent, even if other roommates agree to a search. Um, unfortunately, you have to be present in order to, uh, to state your refusal. So if you're not present and you have roommates and they consent to searches of the entire apartment, I mean, again, and this may this may vary depending on your state, but if your your roommates consent to the search, then guess what? And you're not there, then the police can search. Um, so just make sure you live with people who you know who understand. Uh, what you would want in, in, in the event that um, that this happens. Um, and police can obtain consent to search from anyone with control over the property. Um, and this, this means pe- uh, people who have a key, anyone who has a key to your, to your property, if their name appears on the lease, um, if they can legally consent to a search of the property, if no one else is present, uh, if no one else objects, if you rent the property, be advised that your landlord can also let the police in. So, you know, just understand that just because, you know, you, you, you're paying the bulk of the bills, it, it does not matter. If someone else has a, has a key, um, you know, if, they, if they're on the lease, they can... Um, they can, uh, you know, they can consent to searches. So, so be aware of that. Um, I see a link that was posted um, in the chat room. The chat room was pretty busy tonight. Um, American Civil Liberties Union, uh, and I won't, <laughs> I won't read the link. Uh, it's pretty long, but 
if you go to www.aclu.org, uh, Drug Law Reform Immigrants, um, you should be able to find it. Or if you just go to aclu.org, um, you'll probably be able to uh, uh, pull it up. I believe that is what we have in the chat room for now. I don't see anyone uh, with question number one. Um, so we'll just keep moving right along here. Um, the definition of ignorance, um, according to dictionary.com, is lacking in knowledge or training. So I know sometimes we see we see people doing things, we'll say, man, they just ignorant. Um, and basically what we're saying is that either they're lacking some knowledge or they're lacking some training in something. Um, and it may be as simple as home training, uh, <laughs> which is very absent from our society um, today. And I know being a school teacher, um, you know, kids come to school all the time, and you're like, who in the world is raising this? Because you can tell that they're, they're missing some training that they should have received at home. Um, you know, they don't say yes or no. They don't say please, thank you. Um, is yeah, yup, no, <laughs> and all of those things. Um, but what does the Bible say about ignorance? Um, the Bible says a lot about ignorance, but I'm going to read uh, three scriptures um, that I thought were very fitting for tonight's show. And um, the first one um, I actually posted on Facebook about a week ago, and, and that one is uh, Hosea 4 and 6. And it says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because you have rejected knowledge, I reject you from being a priest to me. And since you have forgotten the law of your God, I also will forget your children. Again, you know, going back to the first part of that, people are destroyed for their lack of knowledge. Destroyed. That's powerful. So ignorance, ignorance takes people out. Lack of knowledge takes people out. Uh, let me go back to the chat room. Uh, um, it says, from the website, the ACLU is our nation's guardian of liberty, working daily in courts, legislators, and communities to defend and preserve the individual rights and liberties that the Constitution and laws of the United States guarantee everyone in this country. So uh, that is an excellent research, resource, so thank you very much for that. Um, when you get a chance, if you're listening to the show, please visit aclu.org. Again, if you don't know your rights, uh, you really don't have any. I, I hate to be the one to tell you, but if you don't know your rights, um, you don't have any. Um, but going back to Hosea 4 and 6, ignorance has, has, has destroyed people. Ignorance has, has taken the lives of people. Um, I remember when I was when I was younger, I think my brother talked me into drinking some bleach. <laughs> and I was in the, the emergency room very quickly. Um because I didn't know any better. But again, going back to what I said earlier about 
laws, you know, varying from state to state. Just because I did not know that I should not be uh, drinking bleach, if I would have died, it would have been because of my action, because of my lack of knowledge. Granted, I think I was like three or four at the time, so, you know, how would I know? But again, ignorance does not excuse you. It doesn't excuse you. People are are homeless because of their lack of knowledge, because of their lack of training. People miss out on educational opportunities. There There are people who have lost their jobs because they didn't know their rights. I hear people fussing and complaining all the time, and they fuss and complain to all the wrong people because they are afraid to go in and talk to their supervisor. They're afraid to go in and talk to their manager. Why? Because they think if they do, they're going to lose their job. They think that if they do, they're going to be retaliated against. A hostile work environment is going to be created if they speak up for themselves. Guess what? You have a right to stand up for yourself. You have a right to respectfully go into your boss's office and talk to them about anything, excuse me, that you think is unfair, anything that you think is not right. If if you know that your that your company or for me um, I teach school. If I know that there are educational opportunities that um, should be um, afforded to me, I have a right to go in and, and, and ask or inquire about those things. I have a right to do that. If there's a, a, a benefit that that is out there, if there's a benefit that's out there, I have a right to know this information. And no one should be able, no, no no employer can hide this from you. And just because you speak up does not mean that people can can fire you. Doesn't mean that people can retaliate against you because the only way they're going to retaliate against you is if they're stupid. Especially if they are contacted by an attorney. And I was faced with a situation like that a few years ago. I just decided to drop it. Because I really didn't care anymore. But I met with an attorney because of some unfairness I was dealing with uh, on a part-time job. And basically what happened was uh, they made me do a background check because we had two separate venues. Uh, One was out in in Manassas. The other one was in in Washington, D.C., and so we would work. There were some of us who worked um, at the amphitheater um, in Manassas um, during the summer. And there were, um, you know, and then we would transfer out to the to the Verizon um, to the to the venue out in in, in Washington D.C. And so when we were transferring back from Washington D.C. Um, they made me do a background check. And I said, well, wait a minute. Why aren't the the other two people, uh, why don't they have to do it? And so they made up all of these excuses. And so I went and got an attorney, and the attorney said, you know what, if they're smart, 
because I say, well, you know, if you call, then, you know, they're going to, uh, um, you know, they're, they're, they're going to treat me a certain way. And the attorney said, not if they're, not if they're smart. Not if they're smart, they won't. Um, I just saw, uh, hey, I just got a text message that says, um, does one have the right to spank his or her child in public? Um, according to my knowledge, um, I don't think that you are permitted to do to do that, but that is a great question, so I will definitely try to find that answer. But I think because of all of these child abuse laws and everything now, I don't think that you're, you're permitted to, to, to do those types of things now. If you're like my mom, you know, that, that law does not pertain to you. Because I think even now at 31 years old, if my mom felt the need to slap me in public, she probably would and probably would wait for somebody to call the police. Uh, the ladies is crazy like that. But uh, <laughs> but uh, that that one I would definitely have to get, get back to you. Um, another scripture um, that deals with ignorance is uh, Proverbs. Uh, 22 and 3, and that says, the prudent sees danger and hides himself, but the simple go on and suffer for it. So, you know, if you're wise, you're going to pay attention to what's around you and what's ahead. You're going to know the rewards and the consequences uh, of the things that you're doing. And when you see trouble coming, you're going to get out of the way. When you see trouble coming, you're going to avoid it. In fact, you probably can see it from a mile away. And you're going to get out of the way. And that's why I said, you know, you see danger and and, and you hide, you know. But, but those who are simple, those who are ignorant will go on and then they'll suffer the consequence. They see, they see danger coming, but they don't have the willpower or they don't have the knowledge, or they don't have the training. And so they go on with their ignorant selves, and then they suffer for it. So be wise. Be wise as a serpent and harvest as a dove. Be wise. And the other scripture that I was going to share with you that talks about ignorance says, uh, it's John, uh, and this is not where we're going with uh, with with the scriptures in the Bible. We got some really good stuff for you. So so stay tuned and text your buddies and tell them they may want to may want to jump in. Um, but that's first John, the fourth chapter, and the and, and the first verse. And it says, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. For many false prophets have gone out into the world. You know, I don't know about you, but I've seen people go to church Sunday after Sunday, Tuesday after Tuesday, or Wednesday after Wednesday. They even show up on Saturday for choir rehearsal. They show up during the week for, for revivals and things like that and are not getting anything out of church. Um, they, I see them. I see them suffering. Um, I see them just not being fed and living the same life 
day after day for years. Because they don't understand who's in front of them. They don't know that this is as far as they're going. And then you have people who fall all over, uh, pastors, ministers, bishops. You know, we fall all over these people because they say something and immediately, ooh, I felt something. When that man was talking, I felt something. And, and like my past, my, my former pastor used to say, what you were feeling might have just been gas, you know. And, and, and his point was, you know, stop going off of these feelings. And, and, and you know, a few shows uh, a few weeks ago, we were talking about how, you know, Jesus said in, 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 in the Bible, you know, there will be people, you know, in that day that, that would say, didn't we prophesy in your name? Didn't we cast out devils? Did we do all of these wonderful works? And, 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 and the Bible said that, you know, he was going to say to them, I don't know you. So stop thinking just because somebody's speaking in tongues or just because somebody's a, 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 a fiery preacher because their knowledge of the Bible or because they prophesy something and it comes to pass, stop thinking that everyone is of God because they are not. They, they are not. Not to say that they are or or are not, but the scripture says, see whether they are from God. Is is what they're telling you that does it line up with the does it line up with the word of God? And all of the word of God. Because there are scriptures that you'll never hear being preached. There are scriptures that that that, that people avoid. There's a scripture about um, um, and I and I have to find it, but but there's a scripture about um, you know the husband about you know the 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 wife being being the pastor, and the scripture says how can the the husband you know be the head in his house and then his wife is the head in God's house? It's out of order, but we see it all the time. And we let people tell us all the time that times have changed. Have times changed or have we changed? Are we following Christian principles or are we following American principles? It's something to think about. I'm not trying to persuade you one way or the other. But get to know the Bible for yourself. There's a, uh, you know, every time people talk to me about, you know, oh, nobody's perfect, I stopped him. And I asked him to turn to, to James 3 and 2. Because it, it talks about how, you know, in, in many things we offend all. But he who does not offend in, in word is the same as a perfect man. And there's a scripture, I believe it's in Matthew, that, that, that talks about how, you know, it, it says, be ye therefore perfect, because your Father in heaven is perfect. But we let the world tell us who we claim, you know, we don't listen to, who we claim we don't follow, we don't look up to these people, but we listen to them all the time. 
And we have a caller who would like to jump in and say something. I'm, I get so excited when, when people when people want to ask questions or make comments. So uh, I'm going to pull in our caller from area code 901. The last four digits are 6088. Caller, you are on the air. Well, hello, 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 my good people. Hello, how's it going? (laughs) It is great. I'm not going to stay on long. I just wanted to say hello, but more than that, I wanted to comment on the last question about can a parent thank his or her child in public? I actually had a friend. I know. I actually had a friend who um, one of the teenagers who lived in the house decided to call the police on the parents. And mm-hmm. police police came, showed up or whatever, and one of the younger kids, the police asked some questions, and one of the younger kids decided that he was going to just blurt out and answer the officer's question, and the uncle popped him in the mouth and said basically that this is, you know, for grown people, you don't, you, don't, um, you know, talk, whatever. And so the officer wanted to, of course, tell him he couldn't do that, and his response was, I have a religious right. The Bible says if you saw the right, you saw the child, basically, <laughs> and they didn't do anything to him. So he referred, I thought, good time to bring this in as you talk about uh, scripture, the Bible, and so forth, good time to bring this in because that's exactly what he used. Um, and, again, that officer did nothing. He said, and I literally popped him right in his mouth because that's what he was disobeying with because we teach him not to talk in grown people's conversation, even more so when a police officer is in this house. Uh, you, as a child, you're going to answer the question. So he said, popped him right in, right in his uh, mouth in front of the officer. And the officer went, oh, wow. You know. <laughs> that sounds like something so, my mother would do. <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> Oh, my so, goodness. But I'm, I'm at my destination. Yes, your destination. I wanted to say, yeah, I'm at my destination. I had to run out, but I wanted to uh, really get that question in. And then say hi to my good people. You're doing a great <laughs> job, Rodney. Thank you for giving me some time off. Uh, not a problem. <laughs> you know, it's always good to hear from you, so I'm glad that, you know, you were able to uh, – to call in. Uh, I'm sad that okay. you have to go. We're going to get into some more. Well, well that's okay. Stuff. If I get, if you're, if you're on, like within 30 minutes, I'll come back. I'll chime back in. Okay. Oh, I'm not going anywhere. I'm gonna wait for you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, and I'll select right. the number one to take out to be out of queue. All right, Tammy. Okay. Thank you. Uh-huh. Bye bye. That was uh, our regular uh, show host, uh, uh, Tammy, who uh, who uh, did did get a chance to uh, call in, and so we're we're always grateful uh, for that. We're grateful for her starting this movement uh, with the Butterfly Evolution Show. Um, well, let's 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 move on to. Um, to our next topic, um, I asked the question at the beginning of the show. At the beginning of the show, do you know your partner's STD status? Now, I don't want you to run and hide. I don't want you to turn and look at your your spouse. I don't want you to turn and look at your boyfriend or girlfriend. Do you know their status? 
if they if they have any sexually transmitted disease? Do you know? And before you answer that question, ask yourself, how are you sure? Because people can tell you anything. How often do they do they uh, get checked for STDs? Um, I did not know until a few weeks ago um, when I got my, my annual physical that um, you can actually, uh, in some cases, you can actually get one um, every six months. I thought it was just once a year. But sometimes your insurance will pay for you to get one, um, get, get tested um, every six months. And uh, if you're if you're sexually active, I think, uh, many doctors will will recommend it, even if you tell them you know you're using protection. I think they will recommend it, um, especially if you have more than one partner. Um, but ha- ha- has your partner showed shown you their their results, uh, or do you just talk about it? Do, do do you do you know if they're being tested every six months? Do you know if they're being tested? Um, once a year. These are, are, are questions that are, you know, that are very critical, very important in relationships. Not so much, you know, where are you taking me for dinner tonight? Or, you know, what are you buying me for my birthday? What are you getting me for Christmas, Valentine's Day? You need to know your partner's status. And don't let them be afraid or don't let them get away with not showing you um, the results because you have the right to know um, because knowing your status will keep you alive longer, hopefully. But knowing your partner's status may keep you alive even longer. And sometimes they can have their results emailed to them. Um, sometimes, you know, they have to get a hard copy, but either way, there's a way that they can show you uh, their results, uh, whether it's all negative or positive, um, one, neg- uh, one negative and all positives or, or one positive and all negative. They can show you these things. And so you don't want to be in a relationship, especially if you're sexually active, uh, and even if it is your spouse, uh, you don't want to be in a a relationship with anyone and not know their status. You can be married and know that you and or, or be pretty sure that you and your your spouse are your only partners. But did you know that? Sometimes it takes HIV to, you know, 10 years to show up in in your system. So if you've only been married for three years, you know, they could have had a wild pass before you and not even know um, that they're infected with the virus because it hasn't even shown up yet. So it is very important, people. It is very important to know your status and to know your partner's status, and not just for HIV. I know that's the one that, that's put out there all the time, but, but not, just, not just HIV, but the, there are other STDs as well, syphilis, gonorrhea, 
um, herpes, you know, find out about these things. Find out, you know, where your partner is with these things. Go, go with them. You know, go and get tested together. If if it's all that, you know, go go and get tested together. But make sure you know what's going on in your body. And if you're laying down with someone, you know, I, I know that you know we we uh you know we 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 may preach or you know, or someone may have preached to us, um, you know, or or maybe the way we were raised you know, not to have sex before you get married or not to live with people before you get married. But let's be realistic, people. It it doesn't necessarily happen that way. So so make sure that you know what's going on. And you can get tested for free if you go to, to, a, to a clinic. Um, and now with with the advancements in, in, in medication, um, you know, you can live a, a long, healthy life with HIV. There, There is medicine that you can take so that you can live a long life. Now, you, you're probably going to be single, but at least you can live a long, healthy life, whereas 10, 20 years ago, that was not possible. So make sure, make sure that you are are, are keeping up with um, your body. Um, something else um, that I don't I don't think that we think about often. Um, so many kids have cell phones now, and so many kids have access to um, computers. Uh, kids are always on social media. Um, you know, kids have Facebook accounts, Twitter accounts, Instagram, um, and there are more out there that I don't even. Uh, know, know the name, maybe Flickr, I think that's, that might be one. Um, there's LinkedIn. But kids have access to so much technology. And the things that these devices can do, uh, it, it, it just blows me away. I was sitting in a training today, and I'm just watching uh, some very impressive things um, being done on an iPad. I didn't know that you know, a teacher can, can take a picture of, of a kid's work. You know, if you have this particular app, it'll show up on the whiteboard in front of the classroom. Um, teacher can be standing in the back of the classroom and then writing on the iPad and it show up on the, so say, the smart board um, in the front of the classroom. I'm, uh, and I'm just amazed at what can happen. But the reason why I bring up, Technology and social media and these these devices, these cell phones, these iPads, these cameras, uh, all these devices, is because a lot of times kids are reckless with these things. Kids are reckless with these devices. And understand something: if your child, your teenager, sends a sends a nude photo. To another child, understand that's distributing child pornography because it's a nude photo of a child. And again, laws vary from state to state, but it is considered child pornography and 
in a lot of states, it's a felony. It's a felony. Your child receives a nude photo from somewhere from someone else, and they keep it. It's the same thing because they've accepted child pornography. And I don't think that children understand that. I think that they think, well, you know, we hear about statutory rape. Uh, we hear about pedophiles. Um, so I think that people think that if it's kid to kid, teenager to teenager, then it is okay. But it's not okay because when that happens, again, it's a new photo of a child, and it could be your child. It could be your 13-year-old. But if they take a, a, a new picture of themselves and send it to somebody, they're distributing child pornography. And, again, you're talking a felony. You're talking a felony. So understand that there needs to be limitations. There needs to be rules and guidelines put in place if your children have electronic devices because you don't want them to be faced with a situation where they're looking at jail time or looking at being put in a juvenile detention home or they're being tried for a a crime and again ignorant well I didn't know because the fact that they that they did not know does not excuse them from the crime. So please understand that. I was reading, um, I was reading an article, um, and there may have been a video to go along with the article, um, where down in Texas there was a teacher who was uh, who was sexting, and, and again, you know, sexting is just text messages that are sexual. Um, you know, he even was so bold to where, you know, he he sent pictures of his of his chest with no shirt on. And I don't know what the judge was thinking, but the judge dismissed the case. This man was, was, was never convicted of of sexting. But here he is having these sexually these sexual conversations with the minor. But they said that he did not engage in any acts. Um, you know, he did not, you know, ask the, the, the child to meet up with him for sex. So the case was thrown out. So again, parents, be on top of these things. Know what your kids are doing. Know who your kids are talking to. Know what they're talking to them about. Because in some states, as you can see, Texas being one of them, this man was able to get off of this case because the judge said, well, he didn't really do anything wrong. I'm sorry. A grown man should not be sending sexually inappropriate messages to a minor. That should, not be, that, that should just not be happening. Let me check the the chat line and, and let me check the line. For those of you still hanging in there with us, thank you so much. This this is the uh, 
the first time I'm doing it, doing this by myself, I believe. I think, you know, there was one time when I did um, did the show in Tammy's absence, um, but there was a guest um, actually on the show with me. Uh, but thank you so much to those of you hanging in there. Um, I really do appreciate it. Um, and if you have anything, if you know of anything um, that you think other people may not know, um, feel free to call in. Uh, feel free to call in. Feel free to let us know. Um, so that none of us are 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 ignorant. Um, I'm going to read a uh, a scripture to you. We're going to get into the to to, to the scriptures that um, you probably don't hear about these things, or if you hear about them, they may be used out of context, or on top of that. Um, there may be some traditions um, that we follow that you might need to take a closer look at them. And again, I'm not here to judge. Again, I'm not here to persuade people one way or the other. Um, I'm just sharing with you a different perspective. I'm sharing with you a fresh perspective um, and different information. What you choose to do with the information is totally up to you. Uh, if you take the information and say, you know what, I want to look this up for myself, I think that's a great idea. Um, you know, I, I even encourage my students to do that. Don't, don't take my word for it, you know. Um, look, it up, look it up for yourself. Um, but I want to read this scripture uh, from, from Jeremiah. I believe it's Jeremiah, the 10th chapter. Um, I wrote ten chapters, but forgot to copy the, the chapter. But I, I believe it's Jeremiah, um, and it says, "Hear ye the word which the Lord speaketh unto you, O house of Israel. Thus saith the Lord: Learn not the way of the heathen, and be not dismayed at the signs of heaven, for the heathen are dismayed at them, for the custom of the people are vain." For one cutteth a tree out of the forest, the work of the hands of the workmen with the axe. They deck it with silver and gold, and with gold, fasten it with nails and with hammers, that it move, that it move not. Now, I saw something that said that this was related to um, Christmas tree. Um, it does remind you a lot of a Christmas tree. Um, but I wanted to use this to kind of segue into some things that um, that I've discovered when it comes to um, the the traditions that we that, that we tend to follow. Uh, and again, feel free to jump in at any time. Um, I see we have some new callers. Uh, we're, we're about to get into the uh, the customs that, you know, the traditions that we follow. So um, if you have anything to, to, to add or questions, please feel free to, to, to jump in. Um, but here's what I found. Um, in the, the research that I've done, um, it states that Christmas and, and our, our, our pagan holidays. 
Um, and and it goes on to to talk about um, the birth of Jesus, how we came to celebrate um, December uh, uh, Christmas on on December twenty fifth. Talks about how um, you know it talks about us celebrating um, celebrating Easter. And again, I'm not trying to persuade anyone's views. Uh, you know, I don't want people to say, oh, my God, he's a heathen. He's talking about Christmas. No, 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 no. Uh, I'm just sharing with you some things that 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 I have found. Um, things going to, you know, the origin of the, of the Christmas tree. Um, and, and it simply put, just, um, just calls Christmas and, and, and Easter um, pagan holidays that really have have nothing to do with, with with Jesus. Now, if you look these things up yourself, um, you will find um, the same things. Uh, one of the things that I found said that Christmas was being celebrated, or or the tradition that we know of was being celebrated um, long before. Um, Christians uh, um, attach Jesus to it. Um, it. It talks about um, Santa Claus, who you know is also known as, as Saint Nicholas, and how he was. That there is record of him actually going around and uh, dropping gifts into people's chimneys, um, and how Easter is about um, actually a goddess named uh, Esther. Um, and I think the 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 translation is Easter, but how it's the worship of a of a goddess. Now, let's think about these things for a minute, and let's think about Christmas for a second. What happens during Christmas time? Well, um, we see. A lot of lights. You see a lot of decorations. Um, people getting into the Christmas spirit. Um, there's a lot of shopping that takes place, especially on Black Friday. Uh, people can catch a sale. So we see people spending a lot of money um, on this holiday. We see people going into debt on Christmas uh, or around Christmas time. We see people sad because they don't get things that they necessarily want. So my question to you is, of the things that we see, which ones would you say are Christ-like and which ones are not? And the things that we see, now, I would say spending time with family, I would say that that's I would say that that's Christ-like. I would say that that's okay. Um, enjoying your family, enjoying your friends, um, those things are okay. Um, but what about debt? What about the fact that there are people who go into some serious debt um, behind this one particular day? Um, where do you think? Um, where do you think God's thoughts are uh, when it comes to that? Or do you think people? What do you think? makes people feel like they have to 
spend all of this money or I have to buy my kids these particular shoes. I have to buy my kids these toys. I have to buy my kids these these uh, these clothes. I have to buy my kids these things. Or if I don't buy my, my wife this particular thing for Christmas or if I don't spend X amount of money on Christmas or if I walk in the house with something that I know she doesn't like or whatever the case may be, I know it's going to be a problem. So people run up their, their, their credit cards. People take out loans. People go into all of this debt behind this one day. Where does that fit in with our Christian walk? Where does that fit in with our, with our Christian views? When we, when we think about Easter, and, and, and before we get to Easter, with Christmas, we, we, we've adopted this idea that Christmas is about Jesus' birthday. But how much of that do you believe is people just saying that, you know, I'm celebrating the birth of Christ just to kind of fit the norm? Because how much of it really is focused on Christ? How much of it is focused on the birth of Christ? How much love is being shown if you don't have a gift to give? How much love is being shown when people are upset and, and, and stop talking because, you know, or you didn't give me a certain gift or you gave me something that, that I don't really like? How much of Christ is in that? When we think about Easter, which is supposed to be about the death and the resurrection of Christ, is really put on the death and the, and, and the resurrection of Christ. Or is that just a message we, we hear on Easter Sunday? Because other than that, we're, we're worried about Easter egg hunt. We're worried about the Easter bunny. We got to make sure we get the kids an Easter basket. We go to the we, we go Easter shopping, and we spend all this money to look good on this particular Sunday. And then people who don't usually go to church go to church on this particular Sunday. So what I would like to challenge you all to do is, again, don't take my word for anything. Go back and do your own research and see, here's my, here's my thing in life. I think that people are afraid of education because they're afraid of what they might find out. I think people are afraid to seek knowledge. Because with knowledge comes a challenge. Will you continue to live by the things that you've always lived by? Do we really have the guts to, at 30, 40, 60, 70, 80 years old, to say, hmm, maybe I need to look at such and such. Because it says that that it's a very narrow way. Those who are are, are on the right path, those who who enter into the kingdom, it says that there's a very, it's very narrow. So if you if you're doing something that everyone else is doing, not to say that you should stop doing it, but at least 
figure out why you're doing it. There are things that we do on a regular basis. And if you ask us why we do them, either we do them because that's how we were raised, we do them because that's what we were taught, or we have no idea why we're doing them. We're just doing it. It's always been like that. But my challenge to you is to figure out the why. And after you figure out the why, if you still choose to follow certain traditions, to follow certain customs, then that's okay. But how many things have we really educated ourselves about? Or do we just say, I'm going with it? That's the norm. Because we say all the time, oh, I'm not worried about X, Y, Z. But yes, we are. You know, and, and when I was reading up on these holidays, you know, um, you know, I, I ran across something that said, well, if down the road your child was celebrating Hitler Day, not understanding the 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 history of what happened, what would be your thought? Because their response would be, well, there's nothing wrong with this because they will be going off of what they were told. Education is vital in life. Educated, education is key to everything that we do. But I think that the reason why many people would rather be ignorant is because many people would rather be accepted. We can't fathom being on a different page than other people. We say all the time, oh, I'm not worried about what other people think. But then our actions and our words signal that, yes, we are. Because we're afraid. If you really want to find out how someone feels about you, do something that they don't like. You'll find out how they feel about you. And it doesn't mean to go out here and do something stupid or do something that's just blatantly wrong, but do something that's not necessarily wrong, but it's what you want to do. That goes against what other people want you to do. Do it. And see what happens. When I was younger, when I was in my 20s, my early 20s, no one wanted me to leave the church that I was in and go to a different church. But guess what? When I left that church, people showed me and told me how they really felt. You wouldn't believe the things that I heard. I was going to hell. God was going to allow something bad to happen to me. God didn't tell me to leave. Don't make sure that I was miserable until I came back to the church. I didn't say I was leaving God. I just said that I was no longer going to that church. And all of a sudden, I became this big-time sinner. 
people began to treat me differently. Our conversations were different. All of a sudden, I was the, the guy who they supposedly loved, I wasn't that guy anymore because I made a decision that they did not agree with, that they did not like. But I was okay with it. Are you okay with it? Can you be okay with it if you do something and people start to tell you how they really feel? Can you live with that? Suppose it's your mother. Suppose it's your father. Suppose it's your siblings. Best friends, can you live with it if you decide to do something different? Not that it's wrong, but it's just different and goes against what other people feel like is right for your life. Can you take the persecution? Can you take the scrutiny? Can you take the criticism? Because, see, those are the reasons why people fear knowledge. Some of the reasons why people fear knowledge. Because they're afraid that if I find out something. But see, here's the thing. Here's the, here's the ending to that story that I just shared with you. Those same people who thought that I was going to fall under, and then, boy, when I got married at 22, oh, man, I, I was really going in the tank then. And I had stopped going to school. People gave up on me. They didn't know my plan. They didn't know my thought. They didn't know my heart. But because it went against, they said what was best for me. Everything changed. But I'm glad that it happened because I got to see things for what they really were. I got who they really were. But here's how that story ended. I went back to school. Finished my degree. Finished my bachelor's degree. Then got a job teaching. Got a master's degree. I'm now doing this radio show with Tammy. I've published two books. Now, all of a sudden, oh, that's my boy. So proud. But these are the same people who gave up on me. Now everyone has amnesia, and I'm cool with it. But don't let ignorance destroy you because it will, it can, and it will. Hosea 4 and 6, my people are destroyed for their lack of knowledge. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look at, we're going to look at another scripture here. Um, and it comes from Luke, the 16th chapter, the 19th verse. And it says, there was a certain rich man which was clothed in purple and fine linen and fared sumptuously every day. And there was a certain beggar named Lazarus which was laid at his gate full of sores and desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked. And it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died 
and was buried. And in hell he lifts up his eyes, being in torment, and seeth Abraham afar and Lazarus in his bosom. And he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send me Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. Now, I'm going to stop right there for just a second, and I'm going to go back up to um, verse 22, where it says, And it came to pass a beggar died and was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. Now, did you know that before Jesus came and, and lived a human life, before Jesus died and, and, and on the cross and, and rose from the dead, notice it didn't say that Lazarus died and went to heaven where God was. It said that Lazarus died and went to Abraham's bosom, went into paradise. Paradise is is not what most of us probably think it is, where, oh, we see paradise and it's this glorified place or it's this this place, or or they've died and gone to heaven where where God is, because that's not the case. Because Jesus had to, to die and to ascend out of there. So before Christ's death on the cross at Calvary, the souls of the dead went to Hades, a supernatural place somewhere in, 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 the, in the middle of the earth, somewhere in the heart of the earth. Now, Hades, had, Hades has, two, has two parts. And if you were considered to be lost or sinner to the place of torment. But on the other side of Hades is what we know of as Abraham's bosom or paradise. So we focus today on, oh, I don't want to die and go to hell. Or someone asks us, why are we living right? I'm living right because I want to go to heaven. I don't want to die. I don't want to go to hell. I don't want to die and go to hell. I don't want to burn forever. But see, before Jesus died on the cross, how do you think those people felt knowing that when they died, they weren't going straight to heaven? They couldn't. They went into Hades. They went into Hades. Now, if they were believers, they went into the good part, also known as paradise or Abraham's bosom. That's where they went. But if they were considered lost, they went into this place of torment. And I I, I ask people this all the time. If heaven were not a part of, if heaven were not part of the equation, let's just throw let's just throw heaven and hell to the side for a second. If you knew, if you knew that there was no way 
for you to die and go to heaven, would you still live right? Still walking around preaching the gospel, preaching the Bible, would you still live your life a certain way? Would you would you still walk around quoting scriptures? Would you still say, no, I'm not having sex until I get married? Would you would you still say, no, I'm not, I'm not fornicating, no, I'm not lying, I'm not killing anybody? Would you still live that lifestyle if you, if, if you knew there was no way for you to die and go to heaven? How would you live your life? Because don't hang your, your hat on or see, I'm doing this because of, of the fact that I don't want to go to hell. So my question to you is, is there really love in that? Or I'm doing this just because I want to go to heaven. Again, is there love in that? We should be doing any and everything because it is what we want to do. You should do the right thing just because it's the right thing to do. You should do the right thing because you want to do the right thing, not because of the reward at the end. My students ask me all the time, what are you going to give me if I do this? I'm not giving you one thing for doing what you're supposed to be doing, for doing what's right, for following the rules. I'm not giving you one thing because you should do it, follow the laws, because it's the right thing to do. It should be in your heart. And remember, that's what God is looking at. Is your heart pure? Is your heart clean? So you can fake anyone at any time. But you can't fake you can't fake yourself. And you can't fake God. You can't lie to God. What are your reasons? for the things that you do, the traditions that you follow. What are your reasons? The fact that you don't give it up on the first night, what are your reasons? The fact that you spend hundreds of dollars every year making sure that your kid has a great birthday party, what are your Reasons. Self-reflection is a powerful thing. What are the things that you don't know that you would like to know? See, you don't have to go in a classroom to be educated. Education comes by way of talking to people. I was talking to a gentleman um, last Thursday. I had no idea that the Martin Luther King Memorial Library in Washington, D.C. has a system in place so that you can publish a book right at the library. I had no idea that you could do that. But see, I learned something. Just by talking to someone who had knowledge of of something that is a huge part of my life right now, How are you learning? 
Are you afraid to open up a book because of what you might find out? Are you afraid to go and read those scriptures that the pastor isn't preaching on Sunday because you're just holding on to a man's every word? And then we're afraid to speak up in the church because we keep hearing that scripture. Touch not my anointed and do my prophets no harm. He said, touch not my anointed. But just like we talked about earlier in the show, Jesus said, there are going to be people who have done all these wonderful works, and he's going to say, I never knew you. So how are they his if he doesn't even know them? How are they his? How are they his? But see, we're afraid to call people out because we don't know the scriptures. But we have nothing to stand on. And we'll be like like a man in the Bible trying to cast out demons. And they looked at him and said, I think it was Jesus and, and Paul or Jesus and John. We know, but who in the world are you? And they jumped inside of that man. The demons jumped inside of that man. And he lost it. Get some education so that you have a foundation to stand on. And as we as we finish up these last twelve minutes, if you have if you have any questions, post them in the chat room. Press the number one. Ask your questions. Make your comments. Trust me, I don't have all of the answers. I did a lot of research for tonight's show. Some things um, I knew. I just wanted to be to be fresh with them tonight. Uh, so I went back and, and, and did some um, extended research. But knowledge is important to me. And I always tell my kids, here's what we are learning today because I'm, I'm all about learning as well. And you should be too. Stop going with the flow all the time. And find out the why behind everything. Why do you celebrate certain holidays? I was talking to a young lady the, the other night about how at, at 12 years old, my mother put me out of her house. And the young lady said, well, do you know that in other countries, at 12 years old, it's expected that you leave the house. It's expected that you start spending for yourself at 12. But see, that's not, that's not how it is here in America. You know, we 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 have a big thing against against cheating and, and all of that, but in the Bible that you read and the Bible that I read, it talks about men having more than one wife. And that is still being practiced in other countries today. Who's to say we're right? Say that we're wrong. But what education do we have on these topics is my question. What education do we have? 
What are we just going by? Because we heard it. What are we just going by? Plenty of other laws that we didn't get into tonight. But I challenge you. I challenge you. To learn the laws in your city. I challenge you to learn the laws in your state. I challenge you to figure out what it is that you may or may not know that is affecting your life on a regular basis. I challenge you to learn what the federal laws are. Learn your constitutional rights. Learn the freedoms that you have. Because until you know them, you don't have any. People can tell you anything and you have to go and you have to believe it. You have to go by it. Because you don't know. And then one of the things that I hate to see is people who are not knowledgeable about something and then will will hear something on TV and they will go and spread it as if it is fact. And it may be, but they have no idea. And you can tell. Because these are the people who dominate conversations. They can't let you get a word in because they know they don't know what they're talking about. And if you ask them one question, if they if you manage to get one in and they can't answer it, oh they're gonna they're gonna give you a hard time. They'll give you a hard time. Just because they don't know. But I hate to see that. But see there's no excuse for that either. Because they, 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 there's so there are so many ways to to become knowledgeable about anything that you don't you don't have to accept anything. You know, I, I, you know, we always hear cleanliness is next to godliness. Ain't nobody ever read that in the Bible. <laughs> it's just something that we pick up. Nobody ever read that in the Bible. Get to know God for yourself because I'm going to tell you, the moment things became clear to me, the moment that wool was no longer over my eyes, the moment God revealed himself to me, things in my life gradually began to change. All for the better. It was scary. It was it was so scary. Because when when I started seeing the scriptures in a different light, my life wasn't adding up to the scriptures. Things that I was doing, things that I was seeing, things that I had I had followed for for so many years, they didn't make a whole lot of sense anymore. Or they weren't adding up. 
And so it was scary. And so I said, man, such and such is going to hate me. Or how are these people going to feel about this? And it was lonely for a very long time. It was lonely. And I developed the reputation of of someone who was just, you know, on a crusade against against holidays. And and, and I wasn't. I wasn't. And I'm, I'm not now. The only thing I tell people, educate yourself. Educate yourself. My family celebrates all the holidays that I can think of. In my mindset, I enjoy having the day off with pay. I enjoy spending time with my 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 friends, my family. But I don't get into all of the extras. I don't feel bad when I can't buy somebody something. In fact, I don't even try. I don't try. And see, I don't wait for holidays anyway to do things. The same way my girlfriend can get flowers on February 14th, guess what? She can get them on March 14th. She can get them on April 14th. She can get them July 14th. Because I'm not limited by one day. But get to know God for yourself. Get to know who you are and get to know who God is. Put yourself in the, in the room or put yourself in a quiet place and just be honest about wanting to know who God is because it will shock you. There's, there are scriptures in the Bible that will just blow your mind away. That we never knew even existed because people don't preach them. We hear about certain sins. We hear about fornicating. We hear about adultery. We hear about backbiting. We hear about all these things. Or people want to preach prosperity. People want to preach tithes. But there's more to God than those things. There's more to the Bible than those things. And it may be scary. Remember Jesus said to the rich young ruler, he said, give up everything and follow them and follow me. And the rich young ruler walked away sad. He couldn't do it. It's not easy doing what's right when everyone around you is doing something totally different. It's not easy. But will you be that one person who will seek knowledge, who will refuse to be ignorant, who will make who will make a choice today and say, you know what? I'm gonna start looking things up for myself. I'm gonna start doing my own research. I'm going to start paying attention to the signs around me. Will you be that person? Will you be that bold person? Who 
when you get away from little or no knowledge or no training, the choice is yours. Thank you so much to everyone who is tuned in with us tonight. I want to thank Tammy for giving me this opportunity. Hopefully uh, I made you proud, Tammy. (laughs) But thank you for this opportunity um, to host the show. We're right back here next Monday where we're going to try to have some teachers on to give some some helpful tips and strategies um, as we embark on another school year so that it can be successful for parents, administrators, and everyone involved. This has been Rodney Jordan on the Butterfly Evolution Show. Thank you all for tuning in, and please, please, please have a great night. We're going to end with the the, the song for uh, Tammy's uh, cousin Diane down in um, Georgia. A change is going to come. Good night, everyone. It's like you're looking through a telescope. You see where you're going to be. You never got, got it.